Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we have a super extraordinary show for you, especially for those of you who have been interested in what spiritual guidance is, how it works, and what is needed for you to have it and be able to follow it further yourself on your spiritual path. We also have much to share with you about the teachings of the Masters in Spirit, who tirelessly guide us on our soul's purpose for being here. On top of all that, we're sure we'll address the important topic of transmediumship, what it might take a dedicated person to to develop that soul ability and what a life of service as a medium might be like. And we're blessed to have a very special guest on our show today, who has devoted his life to spirit and to serve God and know God. Philip Burley is a beloved spiritual teacher, author of 13 books, and a preeminent professional medium of our times, renowned as a trans-channel for spiritual master St. Germain. Trained by masters in the spirit world from the time he was four years old, through nightly out-of-body sojourns, Philip has devoted his life to his spiritual work and lifelong pursuit of God. As a medium, he has given thousands of spiritual readings to individuals the world over. Also, as a broadcast journalist, Philip hosted his own popular radio show called Interview earlier in his career to bring messages and teachings from the spiritual world to truth seekers. Considered as much a mystic as a medium by many, he is a master teacher of meditation. Voices of Love from Light, his latest book in collaboration with notice, noted hypo, <laughs> hypnotherapist excuse me, Dolores Proyette, is garnering high praise from luminaries and readers alike. Today, Philip and Vivian, his beautiful wife, are loving parents of three children and grandparents to seven grandchildren. They make their home in Lake Forest, California. Now that sounds like a great place to live in retirement, especially after everything Philip has accomplished already. But not only does he show no signs of cutting back, he's actually working more than ever, just like us. So we are so grateful that he could make the time to be with all of us today. Welcome aboard to our show, Philip. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. That's such a wonderful introduction. I'm not sure who you're talking about, but I hope it's me. (laughs) Wonderful introduction for a wonderful person. Yes, I mean, (laughs) I so clearly remember that day we first met you in in the physical body. Uh, in this lifetime, yeah. and yeah. Raphael were and I were living in Mount Shasta at the time, and of course Saint Germain and other masters played a huge part in arranging us to live there at that point. And Raphael had brought home a Mount Shasta magazine that day and handed it to me, 
And I immediately turned it over to see the glossy back cover of that magazine. And there was your radiant face with a, uh-huh. a an announcement that you were going to be presenting a trans-channeling event at the WESOC yes. Festival. And that's when I first recognized you. And immediately, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know your name or anything. Never saw you before. But no. that's when I said, oh, Raphael, we have to meet this man. <clears throat> so that was... <laughs> <laughs> we were we were definitely like okay I recognize him and you know when I have that absolute certainty that yes I need to go see my soul friend I haven't met in this lifetime yeah. physically uh-huh. <laughs> but the funny thing how spirit arranges everything Rafi and I were given a VIP pass for the entire weekend as guests yeah. of the event founder and his mother, uh, and this was the very first time we were able to go to the WESOC Festival uh, in years. We've heard about it, but we never were able uh-huh. to go there, except for then. And then yours was the first event we got to go, oh, we can yes. actually go. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. So, well, we sat center, center and front row, seats were reserved, and we, we Absolutely. The minute you sat down on the stage, I saw Jesus to one side and St. Germain behind you and slightly above. And your your light was shining, this incredible blue and white light. And Jesus was the most radiant gold. And St. Germain was surrounded in the most vibrant violet. And I was so happy yeah. to be there. And I knew that mediumship for you was not an end in itself but a spiritual tool that gave you access to the masters and the spirit realms. And you were actually a spiritual adept working toward your own mastery through the use of mediumship abilities, as well as using your ability as a vehicle of your teaching. So, so that was, that was our beginning to know you. And that was like 16 years ago, I think it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Long time ago. Long time ago. I remember it so vividly. I remember meeting you both so vividly. And uh, uh, it it was great when when uh, your assistant Lynn came running after us, and you know we we didn't want to bother you, but there was a a line like twenty feet long. Oh yeah, or thirty feet long of people who wanted to talk to you, and so we went. Okay, we'll Uh, talk to him later. Later, we'll just invite you to you know tea or something at our house. And uh-huh. we're almost out the front door, and this woman is screaming, Michael Tamura, Michael Tamura. <laughs> and I look back, and I, I go, oh, no. I told Rafia, we didn't get out of here fast enough. <laughs> she was great. And then she explains everything, and she says, I've been wanting the two of you to meet Philip, and the three of you get together for years. <laughs> Yes. And she says, I'm Philip's assistant. And and she basically grabs my arm, drags me over. <laughs> I said, We don't we don't want to bother him. He's got a throng of people wanting to ask him questions. And now she goes, No. And she parts like she was like Moses parting the Red Sea. <laughs> and all the people moved aside and <laughs> and and they disappeared. And they disappeared. <laughs> I remember. So, 
<laughs> yeah, I think our listeners would be incredibly interested in hearing a bit about your first experiences as a child uh, in relationship to out-of-body travel and to the yes, uh, realms and encounters with Jesus and the pastors. So could you talk a little bit about that to get things going? Yes, yes. Well, you see, it was very natural for me. It's not like something that you have to grow into. I was born into it. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. uh, they would appear beside my bed. I had a, a 15th century German monk named Anthony who was... The inner on the inner band, and then the Master Jesus came with him. And there were others that came, but these are the most uh, predominant people that came. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus came, or uh, St. Anthony came, they would often call my name, and I would wake up. And my whole family was asleep. This, this happened in the early morning hours when everyone else was asleep. And so they, they would talk to me about my life. Well, at four years old, you can't know a lot. I just was <laughs> moved by them naturally, and I accepted them as real and as friends. And I could see them with my eyes open. And then as time progressed, uh, I was taken out of my body at night often. As I, as I would fall asleep, drift off, I found myself gradually rising up out of my bed, and I could look down, and I could see the bed, my body, and everything in the room. And then I would go up to the ceiling, and sometimes I could see the the ceiling itself, and then I would go through it. Well, I'm Mm. in spirit, and the physical is no barrier to the spirit. And then I would find myself in the spirit world, as as I told you uh, in my writing, in an oval garden uh, surrounded by uh, red rose bushes about head high, and there were four benches there that were made of marble, and -hmm. there we sat, and there we talked, and uh, among them was uh, St. Paul, one of the people, and and in that experience, I was being prepared in detail about what my life would be as it unfolded on earth, and that that continued to happen for many, many years, even into my 20s, so that... Excuse my voice. <clears throat> and, and that was the very beginning of, of that, ad- my adventure in doing what I'm doing. So I was very prepared from childhood. So I, I always told people, even at a young age, that I was born knowing God. It was not a matter of faith or belief, but a real life experience. And the spirit world was as real, if not more real, than the physical world. Yes, I understand. <laughs> That's great. It's you know, a lot of people don't have that kind of experience, but uh, I was the same way. I I was aware from before birth, and you know, knowing okay what I'm here to do and everything. So it's it's so great to hear somebody else who's gone through a very different kind of experience than I have, but still, yes, uh, you know, starting off that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so you had a lot of training in the spirit world from an early age. How did that affect you in your early life at home and school and such? Well, truthfully, I, I um, existed pretty much in in another world. I mean, mm. I, because I was clairvoyant, clairaudient, and I didn't allow it to distract me in the sense that it was peculiar, but it was very natural. So when I went on walks by myself in our 
farm. We had 72 acres, and much of it was woods. I would go there, and I, I would have my talks and walks with God and spirit world and, you know, the, the amazing manifestation of light around me and the energy. And I, I would just become in a kind of ecstasy. I, I said uh, later that I, when I read St. Francis, I understood his experiences because he went into trance and ecstasy and all kinds of spiritual phenomena. That kind of thing happened to me as well. And so I, I didn't tell people, though. No, no mm-hmm. one really, not my friends, not my parents. I, I had shared with my mother about these experiences, and she affirmed that they were true, and she w- went along with it and uh, only supported me and told mm-hmm. others. But I was mostly very quiet, and, and I think this is one of the hallmarks of people who are like this. We're more inner, mm-hmm. we're more, yeah. more uh, introspective about this. And years later, I was tested uh, on the electroencephalograph, my brainwave frequencies. And to make a long story short, this woman was a, had a master's in uh, diagnosing brainwaves. And mm. she took about 20 minutes watching it play out. And then at the end, uh, I said, what's going on? And she said, well, I work with a lot of people on brainwave frequencies, but you're very rare. And I said, what's that? She said, because your, your brain, your mind stays mostly in alpha all the time. And yes. I think in the alpha wave, wave wavelength, which is, you know, that place where you become a real bridge between the spiritual and the physical world. So I think I stay there a lot, and I think people like me, probably you and Michael both, probably stay there most of the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, because, in a way, it's it's like being detached from the wildness of everything going on in the world, including everybody's Absolutely. thought forms and everything, yeah. and being more peaceful. Yes. yes. So, um, our first break is coming up already, and we um, at this time we make an announcement or two for our events, and we'll be talking about Phillips coming up here. We have exciting news for you. Although due to the continuing pandemic, we won't be traveling to Switzerland this month, but we will be able to offer you the retreat format seminar originally planned for our Morsage Switzerland retreat via Zoom, online, or by phone. In fact, this will make this seminar retreat event even more available to you in the safety of your own home wherever you may be in the world. For that, we're ever grateful for the dedication and love of our hosts, our dear friends Wolfgang and Marianne Jaeger of Forum and Buschhanglen im Licht. My German is terrible. Hopefully you understood that. (laughs) This remote retreat seminar event will be given Saturday, October 31st through Monday, November 2nd. The theme for this seminar is Be True to Yourself, Unleash Your Imagination, Open your third eye and follow your intuition joyfully. Michael will teach in English with immediate translation into German. Since both events will be online or on the phone via Zoom globally, the schedule for the events will be different for different time zones. For those of you in Switzerland or Central European time zone, the Saturday and Sunday seminars will be from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. each day with breaks and the Monday closing and Q&A will be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Check michaeltamora.com for details in English along with contact information for the event organizer. Find out all the details and sign up online at the Forum Imlicht website www.imlicht.ch or contact 
wolfgangjäger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. We'll return in a couple of minutes to continue with Spirit Guidance and Teachings of the Masters with special guest and great friend Philip Burley. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational incredible information one of the best books i've ever read inspirational a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose that's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer the award-winning book by michael j tomorrow beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary order your copy now at amazon.com If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Let's continue with our exploration of Spirit Guidance, Teachings of the Masters, Mediumship and the Life of a Modern-Day Mystic with our special guest, Philip Burley. So, Philip, um, one of the great experiences for you is meeting St. Germain, uh, the spiritual master St. Germain. Uh Tell us a little bit about that meeting and how that led you to developing your mediumship abilities to the level where you have it. Well, once I knew that I was called to do this kind of work, mediumship and healing, uh, I started studying with a medium in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, at, at an old uh, spiritualist camp called Camp Silver Bell. It was, mm. In its heyday, it was very famous. <clears throat> and as I went there and walked among the people, periodically people would approach me and would say, you know, every time I see you, I see St. Germain walking behind you. Well, I didn't even know who St. Germain was. And this happened a number of times. And ultimately, when I got into the work and I started doing readings, I'm, I'm speeding forward, started doing readings, I felt an effect in my voice. And I thought he was trying to take over my voice, but I wasn't sure. So he told me to go south 200 miles to, to a particular medium to find out. So I went there, and uh, this was Reed Brown, a very, very mm-hmm. outstanding medium. And he, at first thing, again, he didn't know me. He sat across from me, and the first thing he said to me, he called out all my guys, and then he rubbed his hands together and went into trance and said, oh, St. Germain is here. Well, he had no idea. 
No idea. And he said, and he wants to speak through you. Well, that's why I went there was to find out if that was the phenomena actually taking place. So he came around, and I was already entranced. I went into a state I'd never been in before. And he took his hand. I could feel the heat from my abdomen up to and over my head. And I went deeper into trance. And he said, let him speak through you. And then out of my voice came St. Germain. It was recorded. I had my recorder on. And he told the, the medium that uh, I was prepared for this, that I was gifted in this way, and that he brought me there for him to be able to demonstrate to me the authenticity that this was real. And that's mm. how it began. And from that time on, in my readings, he would come and say he would like to speak. So I just laid back and let him talk. And that's <laughs> how it happened. It's the thousands of hours of his speaking through me have taken place on radio. Uh, myself, I was on for three years, and and of course in the readings, and the, the readings, um, the gem of the readings are always coming through and speaking, and that's how it all began, and it's been going on now for, what, uh, 30, 35 years. Yeah. That's fantastic. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, who St. Germain is, in case any of our listeners have never heard of him? Well, he was very popular during uh, the reign of Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette, and he was, in fact, involved in trying to warn them of what was ahead. Uh, and later, of course, we know they both uh, died on the guillotine. They mm. didn't um, listen. <laughs> right? Pardon me? I said they what? didn't listen. They didn't listen, and they were really <clears throat> innocent. It, it was the people who were uh, were suffering that were angry at at them because of their wealth and the great expenditures they were making, and they, they should have listened in that area. Uh, but he was he was very famous for uh, his emphasis on God within. In fact, uh, Catholic Church wanted to kill him, literally, because wow. he said, you don't really need a go-between. Mm-hmm. You can go within and, and have, have your own presence of God within and communicate within. So he had to go into hiding. But over and above all that, he was a miracle man. Uh, he could take have two pens, one in the right hand and left, and write two different pieces on the paper, poetry or whatever. Um, he could take base metal and turn it into gold. But those are not the major things. What, what he was majorly about was that you can transform your life by the right application of thought and feeling. And, of course, he was a transmedium himself, and he prophesied many things, and Sometimes he would be in a state uh, out of the body, and he would come back and say he had been in overseas somewhere in China or somewhere doing work. So he was he was the epitome of the height of spiritual self mastery, mm. and he yes. apparently was from a, a royal family, the Rackensy family. And uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't talk about that, but he took many different names. But mm-hmm. in the end, he wound up taking the name Saint Germain. Yes, indeed. And um, I understand that he lived a very long time, longer than normal. Well, they don't know if he really died. I mean, this this kind of person, um, I mean, he was the kind of person that could be in a room and walk, disappear, just, just in thin air. So he was really highly, highly involved in that kind of experience. Um, yeah, he lived for many, many years. He was seen in two different centuries, many, many years apart. And it's, mm-hmm. it's noted, this information is noted in the uh, journals and uh, diaries of noble people in Europe who mm-hmm. were friends with him, who met him, who uh, had information come from him 
prophetic type of things and so on. So uh, the evidence is there. Yes. And his music, all of his music is found in England in a museum. But he was a real ah. person. Yeah. And uh, what is your experience, Philip, in, in terms of, as a soul, your, your history with St. Germain from prior to, prior to this lifetime? Do you well, have... we, you know, I've never talked about that. I don't know if it's because it's not time or because uh, I'm so busy. But uh-huh. um, I can say that of all the people I've ever known, he's, he's more like a father to me than anyone I've ever known. Mm. And uh, he, he is so trustworthy. He's so consistent. And, and the hallmark of his presence in a reading is that mo- many people cry. Mm-hmm. He touches them not intentionally, but because the, the kindness that comes from him, the knowing of them more than they know themselves, that type of thing, really, really touches people and moves people. And he has that kind of ability with what he does, mm-hmm. kind of a absolute manifestation of a master. But I yes. don't have a recollection of any past life with him. Yeah. I mean, you the two of you go a long ways, but you know, that is the the hallmark of, of a master is is just in the presence of the being there is so much love, there's so there's that the barriers and the divisions within one's uh, heart is not there. In, in a right. master like that, yeah. So I'd be, um, I know a lot of our audience are very interested in spiritual and psychic abilities, so I'm sure they would love to hear what is your experience when you're actually working with St. Germain when you're doing your trance channeling? Well, he, it's usually when I'm giving a reading to someone, most predominantly, mm-hmm. and I have my eyes closed while I'm doing the reading, of course, and I'm just telling people uh, what I'm seeing clairvoyantly and hearing. And then he will come in, usually on the right side, almost always. And he will just say gently, uh, could I come through? So I just mm. let him come in and he starts talking to the person. I go into a trance. I, I don't know anything they talk about. Mm. And then just before I come out of the trance, after he's talked to them, and sometimes he'll talk as much as a half an hour with the person or even longer. When I come out, I hear him talking to them as I fade in and he begins to fade out. And mm. it's a very gentle, natural thing. It's, there's nothing about it that uh, is sensational. I know some people are going to trance. There are all kinds of gyrations in their body and in their head. <laughs> yeah, we've I, seen it. Jerks. I don't have any of that. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's just the nature of his nature and my nature that, that that's possible. Each person is unique, aren't they? Yes. Yep. And yeah. Philip, when when you uh, leave your body and and Saint Germain steps in, are you aware of where you go or what your experience is out of the body at that point, or do you just only on rare rare occasions? Uh-huh. I find that I'm um, mostly in trance, and mm-hmm. I'm um, I don't know exactly where I go. I, I know I'm not standing up; I'm sitting somewhere or lying mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. But they. The trance is so deep, and I go so deep, that there's no consciousness there of myself uh, to be aware of what's happening, except at the beginning when he comes in and at the end when he leaves. That's mm-hmm. what I'm aware. Yeah. And it's a gentle relationship, and I, uh, so I think that's part of why it happens so smoothly for me. 
Yes. yes. I, I remember a couple of times um, when when we, especially when we first met and there were all those people kind of milling around and people would ask you questions about what St. Germain talked about. And oftentimes you would say, well, I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. And, and that's really uh, the telltale sign of true uh, trans work. Yes. From my experience. Uh, if, if they're actually coming in and taking over the vocal cords and the mind center to be able to articulate intelligently, draw upon the library of the medium's mind plus what they know combined together, uh, then uh, it, the medium needs to be out of the way so this can happen mm-hmm. from my yeah, that experience. Did- that takes a lot of training, and I'm sure some mediums uh, stay partially there or influence what's being said. So it's a, a big discipline, and I'd be very interested in hearing how how you practice keeping that clarity as a medium. Well, I'm a, I'm a praying person since I was a child, and I, mm-hmm. uh, I meditate regularly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say to people, if you follow me around in a day, you'd be exhausted. And I don't mean because yeah. of, of, of physical rigorous uh, action, but because I'm so concentrated on what I do, and I serve a lot of people, and I always had to be tuned up and tuned in and turned on. So I, uh, for example, if I give readings, I don't drink any caffeine or alcohol. I, I, I'm practically without any of those kind of things so that my nervous system is really at the best place for them to use me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm extremely disciplined in what I do. Uh, I'm structured, and I, my life is. Uh, in fact, I have a, alarm clocks all over my house because I have to be <laughs> a time to, to get to the reading, be right there in the moment, or whatever I'm going to do. So um, my wife watches me. Vivian watches me and kind of shakes her head. Wonders, <laughs> her, her comment. Uh, her comment would be that Philip is really. Is really dedicated to the purpose that he serves, and she admires that because she knows I've been doing it regularly for many years, and she's mm-hmm. been a part of it, a great part of it. But it does mm-hmm. take discipline, and, and and I find that unless unless you have that quality, it's hard to get quiet enough to raise your vibration to be able to tune in to the spirit world the way that I do. Yes, it's, it's an art, and and you both know that. that and a commitment. An yeah, yeah, and that's you know a lot of people uh, who are interested in in mediumship and and psychic abilities in general think you could just go to a, a weekend workshop and then all of a sudden, hey, I'm a medium. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Could exactly. you talk a little bit about how was your how long did it take and what kind of uh, discipline did it take for you for your in spirit training with St. Germain and others uh, uh-huh. until you were ready to publicly you know give readings and things like yes. that well I didn't come into this work until I was 47 mm. the late late in arriving but it took all that accumulative experience to, to have the quality of work that I have uh, and I was directed uh, by spirit to a woman and a center in Ephraim, Pennsylvania, I mentioned earlier. And yes. uh, both of her and I studied with her for three years. And she was such an, John Donnelly Brooks is her name. And she was such an excellent, excellent medium. I mean, unbelievably uh, good 
That's what mm-hmm. she did. And her husband was Bill Donnelly, uh, who was the trans medium through whom the 12-step program for AA came through. Oh, yes. That kind of, that kind of outstanding that. person. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. I sat with her every Saturday for three solid years, religiously, diligently, and I, we attended every kind of gathering they had. We saw spirits materialize. We had trumpet messages from many, many people. St. Paul came in one time, and the whole room filled with the smell of beautiful fragrance of roses. Just all kinds of phenomena that happened, and we saw the spirit build up in the light, uh, in solid form from the bottom up, manifesting, mm. materializing in the room. So we mm. had a great amount of exposure. So after three years, I was tested before the congregation, and I passed the test, giving readings to people. Oh. And then I just started on my own. I started teaching meditation. I wrote my own course, and then, then I started doing readings. So oh. one weekend, about, about three months or four months after I graduated, I went to Washington, D.C., where I did, um, what was it? I did 15 readings uh, on a weekend and nearly killed myself. <laughs> oh, my and they were, 45, they were 45 minutes each. Wow. And, uh, but that was where it started. And, and I, from that time on, the word got out, and I've never had to advertise. From that time on, I've been fully booked for over 30 years. From that experience, I don't. Wow. I don't think anything. We're is, about to know, have our second break. Sure. Um, so uh, when we return, we'll continue our exploration of spiritual guidance and teachings of the masters with guest Philip Burley, and we'll allow him to continue his story. We'll be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tomorrow, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTomorrow.com forward slash events. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We've been talking to our special guest, Philip Burley, about spiritual guidance teachings of the Ascended Masters, mediumship, and 
just about everything else. I didn't get a chance to ask Philip this before the second break, but um, one of the things I would like Philip to do is share with our listeners how they can contact him, contact you, Philip. Um, yes. And and uh, get a, get a hold of all the information on who you are, what you are, your website, Facebook, all that stuff. Yes. Well, first of all, my my website is is being uh, updated, so. They can't go there for a bit to find that. But I, I suggest that they write me to my email address, which is P as in Paul, B as in boy, at philipburley.com. And Philip is spelled with one L. Philip is spelled with one L. P-H-I-L-I-P-B-U-R-L-E-Y. Again, that's P as in Paul, B as in boy, at philipburley.com and if you go on if you go on Amazon you can see all of my books you just need to go to amazon.com and then space dash space and then Philip Burley and it'll bring up all my books and there you'll see the the, the latest book that uh, I have published which is Voice of Love from the Light which is that, those an are the best, incredible. Those, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you endorsed it. Your name is in it. And uh, you gave such high praises for it. And I, I'm so grateful for that. You know, you, you were the first one to give witness to me publicly about the phenomena and what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, was, um, that was such yes. a kind thing of you to do. Oh, it was so easy because it's true. It's uh, Voices of Love from the Light that you wrote uh, and collaborated with uh, Dolores Proet, the hypnotherapist. Yeah, her name is pronounced Proietti. Proietti. Ah, Proietti. Proietti. Doris Proietti. Uh-huh. And this was a collaboration to uh, channel 20 great souls ranging from those that were known as spiritual masters like Jesus, Mary, Buddha, St. Germain, uh, to political leaders like George Washington and Eleanor Roosevelt, to even activists like uh, Harriet Tubman, healers, uh, Dr. Daniel David Palmer, Catherine Coleman, and Albert Einstein is a physicist. It's a phenomenal book. Um, Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to take on such a profound undertaking as channeling 20 extraordinary souls, and what was your vision for doing so? Well, the person who gave impetus to it was Edgar Casey, and uh, he's one of my spirit guides. How mm. much he influenced this, I can't tell you, but he was my inspiration, and St. Germain kept uh, pushing me to do it. And I, for 10 years, I, I looked and looked for what I consider uh, an adequate, uh, appropriate hypnotist to put me under. I put Uh myself under. I I know how to trance on my own, but to give it greater authenticity, I wanted to have someone of authority to put me under, because that's what Edgar Cayce did. Mm -hmm. So that's how uh, I found her. Uh, The whole story is in the book. I found her, and we had such deep rapport. We're still very close friends. And so we just decided to do it, and um, through the process, one by one, 
I don't know, over a year's time, I, I don't know the exact amount of time, they were all recorded and transcribed. And uh, But I didn't, the, the book was done 10 years prior to my releasing it. Because uh-huh. I, I, I am always of the, of the mind that I need to learn from what is given first and not to, I'm not out to impress other people. But after people start reading it uh, as a transcript, so many people said, you've got to publish this. So uh, if, they, if people go on Amazon and see the book, you'll see that it's mostly got all five stars, and mm-hmm. there are many, many uh, endorsements of the book of what people are experiencing with it. And they all have, uh, not of me, but of the content of the book, they all have very high praise for the content. And many people are reading it over and over, and couples write me that they're using it for devotion on Sunday mornings, or some are reading it every night before they go to bed. And so it's having a very impactful, um, dynamic influence on people. Yes. And, yeah, there's... I, I read the testimonials, endorsements. It's, it ranges from all people of all kinds of works of life, uh, fields of endeavor and professions and regular people down the street. And it's, uh, it's just, it's going to do, it's going to be a classic eventually, I think. Uh, over time, so many people yeah. are going to get so much out of that. Well, um, you know, the big question, uh, uh, the big question is, is it, is it true? Is it authentic? Mm-hmm. Well, I have no reservation to say yes. They came and they stepped in and they spoke through me. And why, it, why it's so dynamic is because it's true. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really talks in very personal, personal terms. But I, I have no equivocation to say that. I, I never went into this work to make money, but I went into it that I could pass on my experience that other people could know and do what I do. Mm-hmm. So the book, the book helps in that area. Yes, among and other things. Yes. Do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, why these particular souls came to channel through you? And I mean, it's it's not like you picked them or anything, correct? It's just they came. Well, no, there's sure. some. There's some I I did pick that ah, I okay. knew from the outset. A few of them I knew. The Master Jesus, mm-hmm. I knew I, I I needed to channel him. Yes, but they came. Uh, they came periodically because as this was spread out, there was not a list of, we'll do this one, this one, this at this time, but they would come. So in the book, mm-hmm. for example, it tells that one morning as I was driving over, Buddha came to me and said he would like to channel. And when I arrived there, the hypnotist had an, ex- had, had an experience that she picked up that he wanted to come through that day as well. <laughs> so there was this very close coordination by the yes. spirit world to orchestrate all of this. And yeah. so uh, what I say to people is if you read this book, you're going to draw these souls to you. They, you might even ask more questions of them, or you might feel them around you. Some people have written me that they do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because they're very real. I especially love the conversation with Abraham Lincoln. Mm. When, 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 when Dolores asks, says to him, talks about his untimely death, and he said, my dear, there's no such a thing as an untimely death. You die at the time <laughs> you're supposed to die. And many many things like that that were said that are, are just so so right on and um, so disarming. Yes. Well, I have a 
a question about your uh, channeling <clears throat> that I'm sure some of our people will be interested in hearing is what are some of the more challenging aspects in the process of becoming a trans channeler and what kind of advice would you pass on to someone who would really like to make that commitment and, and work on being able to work with the spirits, especially high level spirits like you do? Well, find and work with an authentic medium. And when I say authentic, I mean that has a record of accuracy, uh, is very good in what they do. They don't have to be famous. They don't have to be expensive. Um, mm-hmm. And find out what their track record is and, and see if you can't spend time with them if they're teaching med- uh, mediumship. Uh, that's the first jumping-off point that's so important. Uh, in order to enter the path correctly. Um, The second thing is you need an immense amount of patience. This is not something that you can just cause to happen just because you sit quietly. They're not going to take you over. They they need to see that you're serious about doing this. And when, when you have that kind of quality of seriousness and intention towards purpose, then you're halfway there. Uh, The other thing is, um, do it for the right reasons. Don't do it for fame or money or fortune. Do it because you love people and you want to help people help themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. That's great advice for a lot of people listening who are interested in developing all of this abilities for themselves. It's for their spiritual growth. And, you know, uh, one of the things I think on everyone's mind these days is the current global situation and all the challenges, the pandemic and everything else that's going on. And I'm sure St. Germain and other masters have had a lot to say to you about our current world situations. I think everybody would like to get a little bit of, you know, some tidbits of wisdom and guidance you've received from them about, you know, what to keep in their sights as they navigate their lives through these challenging times. (laughs) Right. Well, from my experience, and pretty vividly so, uh, I see that I create my own reality. Hmm. Does that throw you off if I, if I say that? No, no not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> it yeah. all comes from within. You create your own reality. And so whatever you're seeing outward is your creation. And, of course, some people are going to shake their heads and wonder at that. But I don't pay much attention to the outside world. I... I go within, and the world within is is more um, real than the world outside. But you Mm -hmm. can't stay within forever. So I don't don't spend a lot of time watching the news. I do read headlines. But what they've said to me in in summary is that humanity has to overcome its historical past of destruction. Mm -hmm. The pandemic whether caused by God or not, is leveling the playing field and is causing people to turn more inward as they need to mm-hmm. and to search for answers and search for God. And many people are um, abhorrent about what's happening everywhere and they, they're seeing this and they don't want to be like that. So it's also causing people to make better choices in how they think and how they feel and how they act. So there's that influence. Yes. 
And yeah, and I think I think this this wave is going to be with us for a while yet. Uh, unfortunately, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, I've yeah. seen the same but, thing. But, but for those but for those people who take it very positively for their own growth, they can get through and they'll be okay. And wear your mask. And yep, I agree. I mean, everything you said, exactly how we've seen it. Good. Good. All right. Well, thank you, Philip, uh, for being on our show and sharing your light and wisdom. It's been so wonderful to to have you here. And Michael? Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm very touched. You know, you, you do a great job with your show, and I'm, I'm very touched by your questions. And I just hope people out there, more than anything, come to believe in themselves and find find God within them and find their own power. Indeed. And... Um, we're coming to the end of our show, but um, could you one more time let people know, let's see, uh, pb at philipburley.com is uh, your Correct. email. You'd rather people email you right now since your website is being updated. But yes. what could you give your website anyway if people want to write it down and, and check on it at some point when it's up? Um, it's just, a, it's just philipburley.com. Okay. And what about the vi- voices of uh, love from the light? Is that different? Uh, no, that that's uh, Amazon. Let's see here. I I have to bring it up. Oh, oh that's yes. your that's your Amazon. Yeah, that's your voices. Right, that's, of that's, love that's at from Amazon. The light. Yeah, voice yeah. of love from the light. So if they just if they just go on Amazon and put in uh, voices of love from the light to see that particular book. That'll bring it up. Just Amazon and then Voice of Love from the Light, and it'll bring it up. It's a it's a yellow, gold book, orange with um, bright blue letters. Voices of Love from the Light. Fantastic, thank you, and thank you so much for joining us today, Philip. We, everyone, we hope you enjoyed it and that it inspired you further further along your path of awakening. And um, again, if you'd like to order a copy of Philip's book, you now have the website or you can write Philip at pb at philipburley.com. And also make sure to join us live for another special episode next Wednesday, Making Spirit Real, the Purpose of Mediumship with our very special guest, world-renowned psychic medium, best-selling author, TV personality, and good friend, James Van Prague. And again, Philip, Thank you for being with us. And uh, Yeah, it's always a blessing to be with you, Philip. We hope you have many more people to get to know you and your work and, and so they could find their own path of self-mastery. Yeah, Indeed. thank you. Thank you're you. Wel- you're welcome. Well, until then, everyone, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We will see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.